Welcome to the Grad School Femme Touring Podcast. This is Dr. Yvette Martinez Vu, and I will be serving as your Femme Tour, providing you with tips and tricks and everything else you need to know to get into graduate school. For the past 10 years, I've been helping undergraduate students get into top graduate programs in their field, and I'm really excited to share this information with you too. All right. Today, I am testing some other headphones, working in a different workspace, and um, <laughs> my partner and son are playing video games in the background, so hopefully you don't hear them, but we will see. I, that's why I'm testing this out today. Um, I wanted to record on calming activities uh, because the fall term has started or is starting for you and it can induce a lot of um, stress and anxiety uh, on many of us and i know that the fall not just you know if you're returning to school or to the university system as a student but just in general the fall is inducing a lot of stress and anxiety because of a number of reasons because you know for many of us it feels like the world is falling apart we've got um, the ongoing pandemic we've got um, the um, rise of like the flu season, which is only going to complicate things with the pandemic. And then, of course, we have the uh, political election, um, which is, you know, a big concern for a lot of us in terms of where our future is going to lie and how our circumstances are going to be affected by whoever is elected into office. So just even just talking about all of these things, I already feel like my blood pressure is coming up. Um, I'm starting to feel a little anxious myself. And actually, this week, I happened to run into some calming activities um, because I participated in a parenting retreat. And one of the things that that retreat included was some some kind of resources. And one of the resources that was offered came from this um, wholehearted school counseling website. And so I was very excited to check out their Calm Kids activity book. And I found myself thinking, oh my gosh, these activities, calming activities are supposed to be for kids, but actually they're really good for adults as well. And I've actually found that in my learning of like parenting resources, I've been able to kind of reparent myself and that has been a healing process for me. So I think a lot of these conversations about um, de-stressing, calming oneself, helping to regulate oneself um, are really useful in any settings because we all get stressed. We all feel anxiety at some point, and we all can benefit from adding more activities to our toolbox to help us ground ourselves and be more mindful and live more in the moment when things are getting really hard. So let's talk about some tools that we can add in our tool list. One of the things that my son and I often kind of refer back to whenever we need to just kind of tune out is we draw or color. Specifically, he draws and I color. I'm not, an, I don't self-identify as an artist, so 
I don't always feel comfortable drawing, but I definitely love coloring. And I have a bunch of adult coloring books that I haven't completed, but that I, you know, a few pages have been filled in in each. And so I really enjoy coloring. And with him, you know, when he's drawing, I ask him, like, is there a way that you can draw something that describes how you feel or draw something that of like something you are looking forward to doing or draw something that you think will make someone else smile, make a drawing for someone else, which is always nice to be able to offer something and giving something. That's actually one. I've read somewhere that like the act of giving or doing something for someone else can actually help your own mental health and your mood. Um, Doodling, scribbling, I know um, some of us do that even as we're note-taking and as we're listening, scribbling, uh, doodling kind of helps you to focus a little better. Um, so that's one avenue if that works for you. Draw or color. There are so many like free printable um, coloring pages you can check out online and you can buy a box of markers I've seen them like at the dollar store. I've seen them for 99 cents at Target and other stores. So it's a relatively inexpensive thing to do to de-stress and to calm yourself down. Uh, the next thing has to do with movement and exercise. Uh, that is a natural kind of antidepressant, uh, getting your body to move, getting your body to stretch, maybe even doing yoga if you're open to that. Um, for kids, you know, one thing that's often recommended is to have them get all their energy out. And so you ask them to run, to do some laps or to do jumping jacks or to do squats. And, you know, if you are very high energy, that may work for you as well. I'm not very high energy, so you probably won't find me <laughs> doing jumping jacks, <laughs> maybe squats, <laughs> not right now because I'm pregnant, but maybe <laughs> Um, later on, I might do squats, but no jumping jacks for me. Um, but another thing that, I mean, a lot of us, everybody actually, most of us can do, um, is go on a walk. Um, and even if you're not, you know, able-bodied going out, the act of like going outside of your home and being out, um, getting some vitamin D, being out in nature can help. Even for me, um, I have issues with being out in the sun. I actually get headaches or migraines if I'm out in the sun um, and have direct sunlight hit my, my face. And so I often have to go out and wear a hat um, of some sort or a cap so that way I don't get headaches. But even acknowledging that that is one of my own kind of like limitations. Um, and even now that I'm getting bigger and like, I'm in my third trimester, getting closer to um, giving birth. I'm not able to move my body in the same ways. I get tired a lot more quickly, but still going out, taking a walk, being out in the sun, even if it's a five minute walk, even if I have to wear a hat, it still helps with calming me down, with grounding me, with feeling, um, with improving my mood. So going on a short walk, um, doing yoga, um, or playing sports if you can, if you have access to that. I know a lot of playgrounds are closed right now, but they are not all closed. Um, and then there may be some sports that you can play on your own. Um, 
that that's you know either in your home or in your community and then with yoga there are a lot of free yoga videos and there's yoga for every level so if you're a beginner um, there are some really kind of low um, impact yoga exercises you can try out for free on YouTube and other websites um, there are also like moving games um, it's I'm trying to think about like family family based games like like musical chairs or playing tag again I'm thinking about you know when you're with kids but a lot of times I really do think that kids kind of remind us what works best for our bodies kids move kids play kids take naps kids eat throughout the day lots of snacking and those are all very healthy things to do and unfortunately as we <laughs> become adults we kind of stray away from those things from the stretching from the napping from the moving and if we were to revert back to that it's actually a very healthy thing to do so don't forget you know to stretch to move to go on walks Another thing that I want to mention, and actually I feel like you may notice I get out of breath more easily. Again, it's related to the pregnancy, but right now I feel like I'm self-conscious and running out of breath because I'm going to talk about breathing exercises. And I will admit meditation and breathing exercises, those are hard things for me to do. I've always felt like a little silly practicing them. Um, or sometimes feeling like, mm, do I really have time for this? Um, but no, breathing exercises are really good. Uh, and meditation apps are also really helpful. I am fond of um, the, it's, it's, they changed their name. It was called Stop, Breathe, Think app. I'll have to pull it up to see what it's called now. Um, the Calm app, I know that the Calm app actually provides uh, free memberships to certain individuals affiliated with certain institutions. So like one of my friends, she's um, a grad student at USC. And so she gets a membership in the Calm app for free. And a lot of these actually, even if they have paid options, they also have free options. So which one is the one? Oh, it's called My Life. So it used to be called Stop, Breathe, Think. Now it's called My, the My Life app. That one's my personal favorite. I may have mentioned this before um, uh, in, in other kind of stress management conversations, but I can't stress it enough. You know, check out some of these apps um, like Headspace. I think there might be one called Liberate. Um, I use my life a lot and I've used it for so long. I used the free version for so many years that they actually gave me a, like the premium version for free. Like I didn't pay a single cent. And then one th next, um, before I knew it, they were like, oh, la da da anniversary, like for being with us for so long, getting free, like premium membership. <laughs> um, but so I'm not sure like what the limited options are, but I really love that they have themes. So they have um, guided meditations um, to calm yourself when you're feeling coronavirus anxiety. They've got stuff for youth of color, for Latinx youth, for black youth, for just kids in general, for sleeping, for 
um, anxiety, for focus. <laughs> they even have pet meditations. I haven't checked them out. So I don't know. For ADHD, for um, body positivity, for building resilience. Oh my gosh, I could go on. For pregnancy, I've actually checked those out. That's been nice. Acupressure videos, they have yoga videos. So that's that one's my favorite just because I've gotten to know it and I really like all the different options. So there's that. But then also there are general breathing exercises you can try out where, without even having to rely on apps or your phone. Um, for instance, this like calm activity book that I got for my son has a couple of options. And like, you know, they have a bubble breath exercise, a roller coaster breathing exercise, hummingbird breathing, elevator breathing. Um, the list goes on and on, and they actually give you videos where they show you, like if there's an animation that shows you how to do those breathing exercises. Um, so those are really nice. Um, so if you just Google you know, kids breathing exercises, you will likely come up with a couple of these, especially the belly breathing. That one's really common, but that works for adults as well. Um, then there, of course, um, kind of shifting gears to another thing you can try out for calming yourself is uh, focusing on gratitude and having establishing a gratitude practice. I've, you know, heard this over and over again from, you know, my therapist or from um, therapist podcasts that I listen to. Um, and just, you know, when it comes to managing depression and anxiety, one of the things that helps a lot is not just being grateful, but having a gratitude, a daily gratitude practice and making it part of your routine, whether that's like saying grace before you eat something or, um, First thing in the morning, writing the three things that you're grateful for, or um, I don't know. I, I used to do this when I was in grad school was I had a gratitude list, a Google Doc that I shared with a friend, and we made it a habit that every day we would write down three things we were grateful for, and she we would write it on the same Google Doc. So it was really nice because um, the next day I would go in and I could read the things that she was grateful for from the day before. And then some of those would give me ideas. I'm like, oh, I really like that. She says she's grateful for this. I hadn't thought about that. I'm grateful for that too. So having a, gra a, gr a gratitude practice, if you don't feel like you can commit to a gratitude practice, simply start by listing the things that you're grateful for. Um, <clears throat> sending a message to someone you love, um, reminding yourself of your strengths, that can also remind you of your what you should be grateful for because we all do have our own strengths. <clears throat> Trying to focus on the bright side of things. And I don't mean completely being like blindly positive or toxically positive. I don't believe in that. I mean, sometimes you feel down and you feel down and it's really hard to see the bright side of things. Like, come on. You know, if you're going through grief, if you have going through a loss, like it's really hard to see the bright side of it. So I don't mean that, but I mean, in other instances, maybe you are struggling with your budget, but you reminding yourself, at least I have a roof over my head. At least I can feed myself. You know, at least I have running water. Those types of things um, can help. Um, 
at least I, I still have my loved ones, you know, here with me alive and well. So at least I have my health, if that's something you feel like, like you have. Um, so just reminding yourself of what you do have. And also reminding yourself, again, like I said, reminding yourself of your strengths. So what are my strengths? I think, hmm. <laughs> now that I'm quizzing myself, I'm like, huh, what are my strengths? Um, I think for me, um, I've been taking a lot of time uh, to try to learn to be more compassionate, both toward others and toward myself. So I think the fact that I'm a very um, sensitive uh, individual is actually a strength um, because I can empathize with a lot of individuals. And I think that allows me to be a better listener um, and uh, hopefully provide decent advice um, when asked for it. Um, what else is a strength of mine? I am a very organized, um, punctual person. Some people like to say I'm type A, and I guess I am. Um, I'm a Virgo. My, my birthday's coming up, so <laughs> I can't help but be that way. Uh, but I think organ or being organized, I used to be very self-conscious of it um, because at one point I, I realized that most people weren't like that. Um, and most people didn't have control issues <laughs> like I did. Um, but now I see it as a strength. Um, and, you know, I share my organizational tips with others when they ask. Um, what's another one of my strengths? So the empathy, the organizing, um, just being resourceful and helpful and being in service of others. I think that's another strength of mine. I actually really enjoy helping people. It brings me a lot of joy. I don't like to just think of myself um, and what my needs are. I'm very conscientious of kind of the space that I'm in and the people I'm around. And I try my best to, to be considerate, but also like find a balance, you know, not be too much of a people pleaser either. Um, but yes, helping others is one of my strengths. And um, I'm grateful that I have a job where that is the priority. <laughs> my priority is to help my students. Just like with the podcast, my priority is to help my listeners and to be of service and helpful to you. All right. So what else when it comes to focusing on the good, focusing on the things that you can control? There is a lot that feels that's, that is out of our control just in the world right now. Um, but what are things that you can control? So if you're dealing with coronavirus anxiety, what can you control? You can control how, when and how often you leave your home. You can control um, wearing a mask you, uh, every time you go out. You can control kind of keeping your distance from individuals. Uh, those are things you can control. Maybe you can't control the individuals who are in your household and what they do and who they go out with. Um, Maybe you can't control um, expectations at work if you're required to work outside of the home. But there is always something that you can control with your current situation to help you with managing your um, anxiety and helping you calm down. All right. So going back to what I mentioned earlier about moving, um, Another thing that helps a lot of individuals, not everyone, but a lot of individuals is taking time to connect with nature if you can. And by that, I mean 
you can take a walk somewhere that's specifically outdoors. If, you know, there's a park nearby or hiking trail nearby, um, doing like with kids, they love doing treasure hunts. And I know like the adult version of treasure hunts can be uh, like geocaching apps where you're trying to find things out there or even that Pokemon game, Pokemon Go, I don't know what it's called, where you're trying to look for Pokemon <laughs> and it forces you to go outside. Um, literally watching the clouds, I know that may sound weird, but it, some, that can be really calming, watching clouds as they move. If you have the privilege of having a beautiful day where you can see the clouds, that's a nice thing to do. Um, it, and there are some cases where you can't leave your home or where you don't have access to nature close by. And so if that's the case, like actually imagining or drawing out a peaceful place, visualizing it, that can help. Um, or listening to ocean waves, like finding a video online or some sort of audio file online that's free where you can listen to ocean waves. And even doing your breathing in a way that mirrors ocean waves can help. And then playing outside. I mean, a lot of us, most of us can go outside, even if you live in a small space, if you live in a very, um, like a major city and don't have a lot of nature outside, you can still play outside. Um, okay. And I say that as someone who doesn't have a backyard, I don't have a front yard, um, but yet we, we still go outside on the sidewalk and hang out. Um, Okay, and then um, another thing you can do to calm yourself is finding someone to talk to about it. Um, and sometimes that someone is yourself. So using I statements to talk about how you're feeling, um, that can help. Articulating what you need. This one's a big one because if you are a person who is of service to others, if you like to help out, Others, it can be hard to ask for help. And so it's, first thing, it's, it's hard to acknowledge what you need. And then second thing, it's hard to then ask for it. So trying your best to make it a goal to ask for what you need from those around you, from your loved ones, can help. Um, talking to someone, like even just venting to someone, a loved one, someone you trust, friend, family, whoever that is, partner, uh, <laughs> even your pet, as just like talking to someone, letting it out, that can help. Sometimes you don't have someone, but you may have a therapist and then that's the person you talk to. Um, actually, for me, it is my therapist because I struggle to completely reach out for help um, with my own friends and family. And even with my own loved one, I feel like, oh, I'm going to overwhelm them. I'm going to like unload on them. So instead I do it with my therapist. That doesn't mean I don't ever talk to friends and family. I do, but I, I don't do it as regularly as with my therapist. Um, and then like being willing to uh, like to talk things out to resolve conflicts. That one's hard. Um, that means like acknowledging that there's something that is bothering you and um, being willing to face that individual um, and talk it out and do it in a calm way so that you can find the focus is finding the resolution, not placing blame. Um, that can help 
calm you down. Because obviously, if you're going through conflict, you can try a million things. But if that conflict isn't resolved, you're still going to not be calm. Um, and then if there's no one to talk to or you don't feel comfortable yet talking about whatever it is that is getting in the way of you feeling calm, whatever's stressing you out, whatever's making you anxious, whatever's making you depressed. Um, you could also always journal or write, you know, write a letter. Um, sometimes you, you're, you can write a letter to an individual without ever having to send it to them. Just the act of writing it out and articulating it can be very helpful. So writing your thoughts, writing out your feelings, writing out your hopes, writing out your goals, writing out your wishes, writing out your dreams, um, writing out potential options for solutions, um, writing a letter where you're thanking someone, writing a letter where you're apologizing to someone, uh, writing a letter where you're acknowledging someone who you love or who you miss. There's so many ways to write letters that can be helpful. And oh my gosh, there's so much to try out. So another thing you can try out for calming yourself is, like I said earlier, when you do something for someone else, oftentimes it can help improve your mood. So doing something kind or helpful can help. So for me, just the mere act of like sitting down and doing my job and meeting with students, a lot of times that helps me to feel better. So um doing something kind for someone else, making plans to help others. You know, can you go deliver groceries for someone? Can you, um, I don't know, send someone if, you know, like in my case, like I'm about to have a baby. So if a lot of people are sending me gifts and that's really nice of them to do that um, or sending me gift cards or, you know, sending me food. Um, those are nice things that they're doing. And hopefully it's helping them too with their mood. <laughs> Um, doing something to take care of the earth. Are you going to go out and clean up or are you going to like water some plants in the community? Um, what can you do in that sense? Um, and then just, if you don't feel like doing any of those things, one thing you can always do is compliment someone. That's always really nice. I get a lot of compliments for my, my earrings or my lip color when on zoom, because I've been experimenting with more like lipstick just for fun. And it's so sweet and so nice when people compliment you. Um, so just reminding yourself to compliment others. But obviously genuine compliments. Don't just do it just to do it and it's not genuine. Um, and then with your own self, practicing positive self-talk. This may sound silly. Again, for me, it feels very silly to, to practice affirmations. Um, but... Oh, at the more you do it over time, it will feel a little less silly and you'll actually start to believe those affirmations. So figure out what are affirmations that work for you um, or coping statements, statements that will help you manage your, your depression or, or your anxiety or your stress. Um, some people like to have like something actually on their body to remind them of their own um, strengths or how to cope. Um, some folks like literally tattoo messages on themselves, like on their wrist or somewhere where they can see it, reminding them to be strong or resilient or whatever it is, or having a bracelet uh, or a necklace, or something meaningful to you that gives you strength. Um, 
and then um, when in doubt, if you're feeling super stressed or if you're really struggling with your emotions, it's always good to take a break. Um, and that means, you know, you could be working with the Pomodoro timer, working 25 minutes, taking five minute breaks after every 25 minutes, after three 25 minute sessions, taking a longer break of 15 to 20 minutes. Um, you could do that. Or you could just work for an extended chunk of time and then give yourself a long lunch break or a longer break to go take a walk or get a drink of water, um, take a movement break. Um, or even if you don't have time and you're like in a time crunch, literally taking a break to count to 10 and doing a couple of deep breaths, like deep breathing, that can help um, to calm you down very quickly. Um, one thing that I do with my son, again, this is related to that calming activity book um, that he really likes is looking at happy pictures. So um, that includes looking at peaceful photos and reading him pictures of animals and sharing fun facts about those animals, teaching him new jokes um, and looking at like calming landscape images um, and something like you could do um, that, you know, it may take a little bit of time just to kind of go out and, and do it. But once you do it, you'll have it around is like print a picture that makes you really happy, whether it's a picture with a loved one or a friend that reminds you of a good time. Um, print it out, put it on, frame it if you want, but put it somewhere where you can easily see it. Same with affirmations. You could just print them out, put them somewhere where you can see it. That way you're constantly being reminded of like of good moments and you have access to happy pictures around you. So literally having things in your space that make you smile. Like I have a frame of the Chicana Motherwork Collective. It's a picture of the five of us hanging out at UC Berkeley. We went there for um, a, one of our book tour presentations. And it was just such an amazing day. I love being around them. We only get to see each other if we're lucky, like physically once a year, once or twice a year uh, for an act. You know. Okay, I got cut off there for a second with my recording. Good thing I noticed. But what I was saying was that one of the things that I have in my office is a picture of Chicana Mother work um, from, a, you know, a presentation we gave at UC Berkeley, a book talk. And it was a really great day. So every time I look at it, it makes me smile. It makes me happy. Um, you know, I have other little items that just remind me of good times around me. Um, so anyway, those are all a couple of things you can try out. Um, there are more, but I think that is enough um, in terms of, you know, things that you can implement in your toolbox. If need be, write them down and like literally print them out um, and have it there as like, okay, when I'm freaking out, these are all my options. Which one do I want to try out right now? Um, it's, it's not, it may not be, um, uh, it may not feel comfortable right away, kind of like stopping yourself and trying to intentionally like try out something to calm yourself down. Um, but the more you do it, the more it'll become a habit. And then eventually you realize, wow, I'm getting really good at regulating my emotions. And this is actually helping me with, um, <clears throat> with my workload as well. Cause 
I have moments, you know, I'm getting ready for a maternity leave and I think about, oh my gosh, I have so much I need to do before I go on leave. And, you know, my leave is in October and September is already about to be here. And so I think to myself, wow, like I'm starting to get stressed, but then I think, okay, how much time do I have? What can I do to calm myself down? Try it out. I feel a little better. And then um, I'm feeling more up for going back and doing my work. So I, tr I do this myself and, and I find it helpful and I test it out with my son as well. Sometimes I try to convince my husband to as well to try it. I mean, um, but you can't force everybody to do it. Try it out. See if any of these work and um, let me know how it goes. I will talk to you all next time. Thanks so much for joining me in the Grad School Fem Touring Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please rate this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere you tune in. You can also support the podcast by donating to my Patreon page, Anchor page, or Venmo account, which is at Grad School Fem Touring. If you have questions or episode topics, you can contact me by sending me a DM on Instagram sending me an email to gradschoolfemtouring at gmail.com, sending me a voice message on Anchor, or sending me a message via my personal website at yvettemartinezvu.com. Until next time. <laughs>